With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Belly Up? We're back. I am your host, Mike. Got my co-host here, the handy dandy uh, Zach Mack. Zach, it's good to have you, especially after uh, your home home parts uh, the other day getting getting hit with a massive storm. Um, how, how far are you guys from the uh, the strip there to jump right into it? No, we're we're three hours away. Um, oh, oh <laughs> never mind. Cut, cut it out. Uh, no, but honestly, it was yeah, it was in Nashville. I'm in Memphis. Uh, we were thinking about the Oilers were playing the Predators last night, so we were thinking about driving down there last night. Uh, so it's kind of like an everything happens for a reason type thing. We were like, well, it's a good thing we didn't go because of fucking tornado. I heard it killed 22 people. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. nine earlier, but, but yeah, that uh, was then the first one. Wow, and, and not to to make light of, of the situation, but uh, uh, one way or another, uh, Nashville uh, uh, weathered the storm. Whether it be uh, the real storm or uh, in hockey news, uh, let me see if I get this right. Uh, dry sidle, siddle, sidle. Nice. Uh, what do you have? Four goals last night. Yeah, four goals and an assist. Five points. So five points taking his lead. I, I don't know if he's if they're currently playing tonight or, or whatnot, but taking his uh, league lead was he got a, a 104 points or 94 points or something like that. He's got 107, I believe. McDavid he's is all over. But his team, yeah, his teammate is number two yeah. with a 94. So so uh, overall, I know we we touch on hockey. You're the hockey guy here and there. I haven't followed it because Red Wings. We always talk about this. I know you're you got a soft spot for the Oilers, don't you? Yeah, I do. I've been liking the Oilers this year from the beginning, so it's nice to see. And I hate the Preds, honestly. I know I live in Tennessee, but I, I cannot stand the Preds. I don't like the team, don't like the fans. So that was good to see last night. Obviously sad about the tornado. Don't like to see yeah. that, but hockey wise, love to see it. So uh so for for I know sports obviously no hockey, but I haven't kept up with standings. Um, you know, I listen to you guys, Puck Puck Pass. Uh, how's, how's, how are the Oilers uh, looking this year? Where are they sitting? Obviously, you got the number one, two guys in points. You know, what does that reflect for a record? Yeah, they're second in the division, and it's been a pretty underwhelming division. Um, it's the weakest. It's uh, the NFC East, if you will, of the, okay. <laughs> the NHL. So it's wide open. In, yeah, they're in second. Um Still playing well. I mean, better than anyone expected them to probably this year. Uh, they've under they've been underwhelming as far as because they were Drysdale and McDavid were big point getters last year as well, and the, the Oilers weren't a good team. And this year they are a good team. So 
Uh, I think there's been a lot of talk about the MVP and Jai Slido, whether he deserves to be in it or not, because it's hard to call you the MVP when McDavid is on your team. It's kind of like it's hard to be the MVP if LeBron James is your teammate because you're just automatically not the most valuable player on your team. Um, but I'm for the guy. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I think I think he deserves more respect. But uh, like you were asking, I think I don't I don't I don't think anyone thinks Oilers are a threat to win the championship. Really? Okay. Is there a a clear cut favorite? Is there ever a clear cut favorite in hockey? I guess essentially, except for I mean, I guess we can look back on the Wings and when and when the Pittsburgh had their run, you know, when they had their dynasties per se, even though they weren't really like like that. But I mean, is there a clear cut favorite this year? Uh, I don't think so. It's like you said, it's hard in hockey. I it's there's so much parody. There's only one team that hasn't made the playoffs in the last four years. So uh, it's 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 almost any. I mean, you could have your favorites. The Boston Bruins are a good team. The Tampa Bay Lightning are a good team. The Vegas Golden Knights and the St. Louis Blues could even repeat that they're on a seven game win streak. So I. There's I'd say there's probably a handful. You could probably put a group of of. It's kind of works like March Madness, I guess, where it's like you put four or five guys in a group and you're like, any one of these could win it, but I don't know which one. Is there a team, speaking of Vegas, is there a team that maybe under the radar that could really slide in and just, just make a run like Vegas did? When, was, that their, was that their expansion year or was that the year after? That How was their expansion year. That was their first yeah, year. I thought, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Is there a team like that maybe – I mean, obviously, it caught everybody's eyes. Everybody, I er, er, wow, I haven't even been drinking that much, but everybody's <laughs> eye when when Vegas, you know, made that run. Is there a team this year that you could kind of see uh, making a run like that, or, or like you said, is it just at this this point, it's just so wide open? Yeah, I, there's three I think that could make a run that could surprise people. Toronto, if they sneak in, they've been having troubles all year. They fired their coach early in the year, and they've, they're a very good team on paper. Think Cleveland Browns, um, just tailing up and down the roster and just can't seem to put it together when it matters. But they're in a playoff spot now, and if they squeak in, they could make a run. The Oilers, like we already talked about, have the potential because they have the two best players, or not the two best players, but the two top point getters in the yeah. league um, could easily make a run. And another one that I – and starting to hop on the train for is the Philadelphia Flyers. They're second in their division right now, and they're absolutely killing it. Um, the Rangers are a hot team, and they just beat them on back-to-back games. So I, I think Philly could really honestly surprise people. And KJ hates I think, when I say that because he hates Philly. There's Those are two teams that I don't feel in hockey have been what they – kind of like Detroit. They're, they're hockey teams. They're, they're – you know, the blood in, you know, you got uh, obviously Philly, you got the the Rangers. I remember back in the day, Messi, uh, you know, watching that, that Stanley Cup and stuff like that. And it's like I said, the Red Wings, I don't think those, those are teams that you haven't heard uh, make runs as of, as of late or be really relevant into the, into the playoffs. A- am I right? Or have I missed something? Or are those two teams that maybe are building a better foundation now, or, or maybe I've been totally off the scope and I, didn't pay any attention. No, I mean they have so they've had some iconic history. I mean, obviously you talked about Messier with the Rangers and um, the players that the Flyers have had in the Lindros, past. Yeah, 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 and they went to the Cup, um, or at least got close. I know the Red Wings beat them. Yeah, the Red Wings beat them in the Cup. I think um, final. I can't remember what year, <laughs> but 
Yeah, as of late. I mean, hockey's always better when those original teams are good. I think you could almost say that for any sport. But um, people like when, like, the original six, you know, Rangers, Maple Leafs, Red Wings, Bruins, when those teams are good. So I love to hate the Maple Leafs. You you bring up uh, KJ because I I listened to the episode with uh, – what's his name, Nick, the other day yep. from uh, McAfee show. Well, I, actually, I guess he's got his own show too, but, I, you know. But anyway, so I was listening to that, and, and the best part, I'm going to do uh, this. I, I listened to this earlier today. Uh, I, I'm going to do everything I can somehow, and I'm going to get a hold of the guy that's got the cubicle next to KJ that's a Philly fan, and, and I want to get him on the show and just chirp KJ. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> I would love that, dude. Send me an invite to that show, dude. I, I you're gonna be on it. I mean, literally, I am. I heard that, and I'm like, oh god, this this is gonna be great. We're gonna get this guy in every time Philly has a big win. He's chirping at KJ. KJ can't handle it. And what are we gonna do? We're we're gonna invite KJ onto our show and just have this dude on our show. Just yeah. KJ's not gonna know. Just blast him. That would be hilarious, man. He hates Philly. Uh, anyway, so so moving on, uh, we'll get into our next topic here. Uh, we'll slide into to basketball. We're we're all over today. We're we're covering a lot of sports. So yeah, dry slide uh, for MVP. That's my main message there. All right, there you go. That's what you're saying. So all right, Steph Curry sounds like he's making his return out uh, Thursday now. Um, t- to you for that team, uh, does it matter at this point? Uh, do you like watching Steph? Do you, I mean obviously Golden State is nowhere near what they were what they've been can he make that big of an impact that i, I don't even know where they're sitting I, I didn't even look to see where they're sitting in the in the, in the uh, conference right now but i mean does him coming back make any difference i don't think they're worried about this year um they're the worst team in the nba i just checked so yeah. i didn't know either uh <laughs> They have the worst record. So, I obviously, you know, they're not trying to make any push. I, I'm interested to see what version of Steph Curry we're going to get. Like, is he just going to start chucking up threes? Is he – he's obviously trying to – he wants to get the ball in his hands. You know, before next season gets underway, he probably wants to end the season, playing some games, roll into offseason like he's normally used to after playing some games. Obviously, he's not going to have to go through the playoff push. But I think – it's a good idea for him to get out there. I don't think it matters. I think it's interesting to see what we're going to get. Is he just going to be practicing? His, like, is he going to use these as practices, basically, is my question. Is well, he I, throwing up exactly. I, I feel like at this point they have nothing to lose. So it's going to be how many points can he score? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's going to go out night in and night out. And, and I, I don't think he's a selfish player by, by any means. But, but I think, like you said, I mean, they're the worst team. He's coming back. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, so so are we going to see a couple 60, 70-point nights maybe? You know, I mean, 70 is getting up there, 62, you know. I think what Lillard had 50 uh, a couple of nights ago. But, I mean, are, you know, could could we potentially see a 60-point night with uh, with Steph? You know, I mean, I think that's what it's going to be about, uh, to kind of put some more fans in, in, in the stands. Uh, obviously, come see Steph. Uh, that team is struggling. It's crazy how that uh, chemistry with the injuries just – you know, you talk about a, a big three and, you know, with Clay and him and Draymond, you know, they've always had a, a few with it when Iguodala was there, you know, they always had some other key role players, but now it just shows, you know, uh, what they did w- was great, but 
and you can go back to the uh, you know to the Thunder days when everyone talks about you know KD, um, Russ, and uh, Harden. You know they talk about yeah you got these three guys, but there's always going to be a time where you're going to have to pay these guys, and there's no way that you can essentially at least keep them together. I know it was based off of uh, injuries this year, so it's a little different. But but there always comes a time that when you have something great. Uh, especially if teams win their championships, uh, you know, those other guys just, it is what it is. So, yeah, I saw that he but, was uh, practicing with the G league at Santa Clara. I want to say they're also the Warriors, Santa Clara Warriors. Um, really? He became the most, I guess, decorated quote unquote, most decorated player to ever participate in a G league practice. I don't know if anyone cares about that, but yeah, yeah they, they, did a, they did a scrimmage and he missed the game winning shot in the scrimmage or something. That's what the headline said. So I don't know if he's fixed his clutch gene. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I just, uh, maybe what they got 21 games left. Maybe by the time he comes back, maybe they go like, let's say he comes back with 19 games left and they go 19 and 0. You think people will be like, what the, no, I don't think that'll happen, but. No, but if anything, it's going to be like, oh, they might as well tank for the draft pick instead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyways, moving on, we'll keep with basketball. Obviously, if you've been living on a rock, you missed this. I doubt you did. Spike Lee getting the mix A (laughs) at the old Madison Square Garden. Uh, Actually, the Knicks just released a statement that said that – he was told and he had a handshake, I believe with James Dolan, that said, please don't use this VIP entrance. We want you to use the normal entrance that every celebrity uses. And he agreed on it. So that's that's what the Knicks came. They 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 released a statement pretty much they're it, you know, they I mean to 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 put it in layman's terms terms real quick. I can give you a, a quick recap of what this is, but they pretty much said the idea that Spike Lee is a victim. We, we have repeatedly asked him to not use the employee entrance and insisted and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden. So the Knicks pretty much just straight up came out for Spike's throat saying that he's not the victim. So I, I know today very heavy in chat while I'm, going around doing my life things my phone's going crazy i look at chat and these idiots in chat are just going back and forth about spike lee and if it was right and if it was wrong i turned this whole goddamn philosophy lesson (laughs) so what's your take we've only got uh you know uh, a couple hours for the night so don't don't take this too long so, yeah, he went on first take this morning to explain the situation. I think Stephen A. brought him on, and he said he's been going to this employee entrance for 28 years. That's longer than I've even been alive. So, okay, this is pretty much a routine for this guy, right? He, they stopped him yesterday. I think the game was yesterday. Yes, yes. And they said – you know, Mr. Lee, or whatever. This is the way. This is the way he explained. It. I'm not putting it in quotes because I don't know for verbatim. But this is the way Spike Lee explained it. They came in and said, "Sir, we're gonna have to ask you to leave, go out this door, and come in the VIP entrance. You know, it's a new policy." First can't off, not, not not to cut you off, but can you imagine that that security guard is shooting his pants at that point? Absolutely, they're, absolutely. They're telling this guy after 28 years mm-hmm. to say, "Nope, no more." 
Okay, yeah. but anyways, go, keep going. <laughs> no, no, that's important to remember, okay? So this security guy did not make the rules. He's just carrying them out. Says you need to go through the, the VIP entrance. Spike Lee's like, nope, I'm not getting off this elevator. He's already on the elevator, right? They're holding the elevator up, I guess, this whole time, which is also crazy to me. Yeah, this is so stupid. But he's like, nope, not doing it. And they're like, sir, you know, please, we can't, we can't have you coming through this. He puts his hands behind his back and says, you're going to have to drag me out here like my brother uh, Charles Oakley. <laughs> Like, oh, my God. Like, this is the way Spike Lee is explaining it on first take. And I'm like, you are such a child, man. Like, anyone else in that circumstance, like, I understand it's been 28 years. But I also understand that it says employee entrance, of which you are not. Like, so you had to know this was coming eventually. Or you were just lucky, lucky that you got away with it for the rest of your life. Either way, you can live with it because it's an employee entrance. You shouldn't be going through it anyway. Instead, he acts like a child, and this and people are like, like the Knicks, you know, the Knicks handling this all wrong, and like this, like the Knicks are just like trying to instrument a policy, like just because he's been doing it for twenty eight years doesn't mean he should keep doing it. Like that's a terrible reason to keep doing something, like if that's your only reason. So, I, I understand where the Knicks are coming from. They're trying to get him to go in the VIP entrance, treat it like everybody else. You know, this is employees only. Spike acted like a child. He's like, drag me out of here in cuffs. Blah blah blah. Like. I want this to be a spectacle. And I. And he also said he didn't trust him because he was like, I know once you exit, you can't. Re-. Like, you're Spike motherfucking Lee. Like, you're, they're going to let you re enter, dude. They, they'd recognize who you are. It's just crazy to me that he didn't put up a fight about it. They ended up walking him to his uh, seat. He never did leave. So he got what he wanted the whole time. A rich, spoiled kid, you know? I just think, like, and people want to be like, well, it's the Knicks, you know? It's like they have. This is they're losing well way more. Like if this was LA or if this was Boston, like you guys would be taking the side of the team, no matter what. Just because it's the but, Knicks but, doesn't make but, it okay. right. So, so for example, two two things here. I was gonna bring this up. James Dolan. Yeah. The, the guy's a lunatic as it is. So it's very easy to pass blame, regardless of knowing the situation. But I'm but I'm glad you bring up the LA because say this happens to. I don't know the situation. I don't know how it works, but how does Jack, you know, how does Jack Nicholas, you know, how, how would he enter when he came to the games and sat courtside? And, you know, is this the same situation? And, you know, it, obviously there, there's a lot to a, a lot of variables, but one thing, and I totally, I, I've seen the clip quickly, but I didn't go into, into depth, but I feel like every time Stephen A. Smith has some kind of uh, controversy, somebody on his show, he ends up somehow turning it into a black man or a white man thing. And, and, and this is, this is not, I didn't see it. So I can't say, but I feel like you talk about Spike Lee and Jack Nicholson, you know, or Jack Nicholas. And, and, you know, like, I wonder, like you said, if the situation would change and, and this is not pulling the race card, I don't get into that, but, but I'm just saying, you know, every time I feel like I see Stephen A. Smith's, shows there's something about the brothers and blah 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 but that's here nor there but but you talk about la it's it's the same situation you know uh 28 years repetitive uh we're, we're creatures humans are creatures of habits whether you're an employee or not you start going through the routine you don't want to wait in the lines blah blah, blah. not that he would wait in lines anyways but i mean i see 
both sides of it. But the fact that he immediately jumped on a first take and made this big spectacle about it. And then now the Knicks releasing that statement, pretty much saying that Spike Lee's not the victim. Um, I, I don't see how <coughs> this can end pretty. And he's pretty much said that. I, I don't know if he says that he's not going to go to games, but I know he's not going to support the Knicks. And, and I don't know if he said this or, or how it came about, but I think he said he spends 350 K a year on tickets and it's, it, it's it's a math to over the years he spent about ten million dollars on the Knicks, and it's like, like you said, the, the Knicks don't have anything. Blah, blah blah. James Dolan, but Spike Lee too. You know, there's two sides to every story. We heard him. Obviously, we get it. You know, the the Knicks aren't coming out saying, "Oh, we're we're apologizing." We're, they're saying no. They're putting mm-hmm. him on blast. You know, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Because it's, it's an entrance, like get over it, Spike. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were trying to be like, "Hey, sir, you can't, you can't sit courtside anymore." I'll completely understand. That'd be ridiculous. Act like a child, then you deserve to act like a child. That's ridiculous. But an entrance, man, come on! Like you just got to go through so it's a different street. Like maybe, like if that bothers you, I don't know, man. <laughs> just get over it. Like it's. It, uh, I could go on forever, enough but. about the NBA I, uh, of all things. Yes. The NBA uh, enough about the NBA. We'll, we'll sw- uh, switch gears to the XFL. Um, it's funny because uh, you shot me this topic about the XFL standings and, and you know who you like. And it's funny because uh, pro football, I don't know if you follow pro football talk or, or you see them on, on Twitter, but for a verified pro football account to have pro football in their name they're like the stuff that they post like they just get trashed all day long <laughs> and they're just talking about how uh, attendance is down and blah blah, blah xfl it pretty much sucks which i don't know i, I haven't got into those that fine tuning but <clears throat> i know they're not gonna put up the numbers like the nfl i get that this is the first year but the, this first year has far surpassed the was it the AAF or whatever? Or the yeah, AAF, whatever, it was. whatever. Yeah, whatever that was. You know, by opening weekend, they made more money than they did in the however many weeks that was around. But to me, it gives me something to look forward to Saturday and Sunday when I'm sitting around taking my naps on the weekend. You know, it, it's still it's still fun. There's still relevant names out there. Uh, but you know, who do you like, and and what do you think so far about the XFL? So I started out a Battle Hawks fan, St. Louis, just because it's the closest team to me, and they're the only team in the XFL that is not in the city of an NFL team since the Rams moved to L.A. Yeah. So I was like, it's easy to like them. They're 3-1, top of the XFL East, as they like to call it. Uh, Houston 4-0 in the West. I think they are the best team. I think D.C. is good, too, in the East. I've watched a fair amount of these games. I love, I love you said. I love Saturday, Sunday. I, I hang out with my buddies, watch this. Football's on this time of year. That's great. I think it's – they do the on-field interviews and the uh, – what are they? Uh, reporters are quirky as fuck, so I just laugh at them the whole time. <laughs> it's, it's great. I think the players hate it, but – I love it, man. I think I think Houston's a good team. I think St. Louis is a good team. I think DC is a good team. They're two and two, but I think they're still a good team. I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea how the playoffs work. So, does everyone make it? So yeah, I haven't paid attention, but you know, I <laughs> I think all, all of us before the season, we just kind of said let's pledge allegiance to a team. So, so I picked DC. So 
Okay. Uh, the first two weeks, I'm sitting here on, on a high horse like, yeah, you know, Cardale, I'm riding the Ohio State train, um, looking good. And, you know, they, they were the favorite at the time because the bet, that's what I love about <coughs> – excuse me. What I love about the XFL is they put the betting odds, they put the over-under, uh, they put – you know, I, I think that's great about it. And they were the favorite to win the championship. And then the past two weeks, they got slacked by teams that I don't even think have had wins. Uh, and uh, I think they lost this week to the Vipers that haven't had, it was their first win, which uh, kind of cool. Paul, Paul from uh, with us with belly up. He's, he's our, uh, one of our senior writers, he covers the Vipers. So they got their first win against DC. So like you said, a lot of talent, um, a, a good team. I think, I think it's great. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, it's going to work out. Um, you know, honestly, I don't think the NFL will ever try to adapt anything the XFL did because they'll never come to terms with another league and, and try and do it. But, but I think the kickoff uh, rule is really enticing, and, and I've spoke on it. And I think on sound off and stuff like that. Like, I think it's cool the way that they do things. Um, you know, it, it leads to less injuries, and and we've already seen a few trick trickerations as far as uh, returns and stuff like that. And and overall, you know, I mean, to be uh, here we are in, in February, March, April, you know, uh, we got some football on TV, you know, going into uh, obviously the, the hockey playoffs, uh, baseball starting, you know, it, it, it easily makes this, this uh, I guess, this downtime, they would say, even though uh, if you're a hockey fan, it's not a downtime for you, but but most people would say, you know, this is downtime for sports, you know, so, so I, I think it's great. It, it's awesome to see, um, and it kind of, you know, brings me into the next question, you know, like uh, for years, you know, you get uh, October sports is when everything's hitting, you know, you got uh, playoff baseball. I mean, you got everything rolling. It's funny because uh, we always go back to our roots, you know, Detroit, when Detroit Tigers and Detroit Red Wings are relevant, they always run uh, Fox Sports Detroit always runs April in the D or October, you know, commercials and stuff like that. So, so to you, and I'm not even saying that the XFL per se is making it more relevant, but um, you know, sports month, is there a month that really is hitting on all cylinders that you look forward to? And, and I kind of put, you know, April and October, I know there's a lot of sports that overlap, but I feel like April and October are now really, really hitting on all strides. You know, is there one month maybe that you look more forward to? I think I, I think you're right. April and October are the best too. I mean, October you've got all four sports: the basketball and hockey are starting up. You got the baseball um, playoffs underway, as well as your your you know NFL's going on. So it's hard. Are you with October? I'm. I lean more towards April because you know I'm a hockey guy. That's that's the playoff push. Um, it's. And I don't, I don't care about baseball at all. So I know opening day is. I think it's in April. Um, yeah, I don't really care about that. And now that the XFL is like you mentioned, the XFL is playing, so we got football in April. I think does it, the season goes until April. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would say we're in March. I think we're about a halfway point. So yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be in April. So I, I like April better. Plus, I'm a spring guy, so I like when the uh, the weather starts getting warmer rather than colder. So I like April better. I, I, where do you stand? Uh you know, I I've always liked October baseball, especially when Detroit was relevant, but I think the past couple of years, they've totally ruined it. So I do, uh, I, I can't, can't say I'm a big baseball guy, but April does excite me. 
when we have opening day because opening day is like one of the first and last games I go to. You know, I'll go out to opening day, especially being close to Toledo too. Uh, we're spoiled with a, a, a great minor league facility with the Toledo Mudhens. You know, I like going that. That they have a lot of uh, a lot of things. But the cool thing too is a. Uh, uh, on a side note, uh, obviously Toledo Walleye too. They actually have played a few outdoor games at the uh, uh, Toledo Mudhen Stadium. You know when they play game, which is kind of cool. We went to the first Winter Classic per se that was uh, in Toledo, so so that was cool. But I would have to lean towards towards April, even though October baseball, like I, at the beginning of baseball and end of baseball, is when I really tune in. Yeah, uh, because it, it's a long season. Same thing with hockey. I, I, Honestly, I'll, I'll tell you a hundred times over and over again. Uh, when it comes to playoff hockey, there is nothing more exciting than playoff hockey. When you're talking about a a game four, game five in in a series, you know, like these guys are playing night after night. There's bad blood. I mean, I mean, I I go back to the Colorado Avalanche and Red Wings. You know, you don't see that stuff in other sports. Granted, it's it's totally different. It's more physical and stuff like that. But when you're playing guys five six seven nights you know in 10 11 you know 11 or 10 five six seven times in 10 11 nights you know it there's bad blood brewing in, and there is nothing you you don't have to watch you don't have to watch hockey all season long but you can tune in to playoff hockey and it's something that you'll you'll never experience you know watching it during the regular season yeah you're gonna have your heated rivalries rivalries and stuff like that but there's there's nothing and it's not because i'm talking to a hockey guy there's nothing that that can change uh, playoff hockey. I mean, obviously, you, you got baseball, the same kind of the settings where you're playing people over and over. And, and, and yes, if the Astros make it this year, whoever plays them <laughs> five games in a row, it's it's, it's going to be one thing. But it, it's not like playoff hockey. And I, I definitely know you you would agree on that. But but I definitely have to say, you know, um, you know, April, you know, you're getting it because because when I mean, how far are we away from the hockey playoffs right now? Uh, I think they start in, I want to say, maybe early May. I'm about to look at the... I was wondering, April or uh, it's the end of April, May, something like that. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like mid-April. Okay, but either way, like you said, you're talking uh, now XFL, uh, baseball. We're going to have, obviously, hockey getting into the playoffs. Um Basketball will be honestly tell you that that's a, they're like the end of the I think. I'd say as big of a sports junkie as I am, I don't even know when the NBA playoffs are. I could probably tell you every every championship game or one every month except for, for basketball right now. <laughs> but but like you're saying, you know, you're overlapping with four sports now. XFL is only going to get bigger and bigger. Not to uh, mention March like Madness ends in April. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, we're we haven't yeah we haven't talked about that. So uh, you know. And and that's another thing. Like you said, you touched you touched on it earlier. Uh, March Madness is one kind of like hockey. You can throw sixty four teams out there, and you know you're going to have a Cinderella story. Someone's going to make a run. Uh, but to to play that much basketball or that much hockey and make very little mistakes uh, to to essentially make it to the playoffs, you know, or or to the Final Four, it, it's just. It's crazy to see what these these kids and guys are capable of because now I feel like uh, 
you know, I, and I, I don't even know if you could tell me off the top of my head, but I feel like a lot of these hockey teams, you know, you talked on Toronto and stuff like that. And, and I don't know what the Oilers are, but the rosters, I feel like a lot of these guys are, they got young rosters now, young core Toronto for sure with uh, Matthews and they got Nylander. Is that the other? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Nylander. Young, young Nylander. Yeah. Young nucleuses. Uh, it's cool to see where I feel like when, when Detroit was really winning it, uh, for the Red Wings, you know, they had a lot of veterans. They had a lot of older guys, and you don't see those old cores anymore. You got you see a lot of these young guys coming up and really making a name. And uh, you know, D- Detroit again has a uh, has some some young talent that you know maybe we'll see him. I know there's been some injuries and stuff, but not to go on a tangent to keep talking about it. But yes, I pick I pick April. Uh, I kind of agree with you on that. So definitely looking forward to the the next month or two to see how, how things go and definitely looking to playoff, uh, looking forward to playoff hockey. Um, you, you got a, uh, do you have a potential Stanley cup, uh, spoiler or are you, or have you not thought that far ahead? I've lately, I've been or, on, or, uh-huh. oh, go ahead. I was going to say lately, I've been on avalanche penguins, avalanche from the West, really, Colorado, really? um, Pittsburgh penguins in the East. I think I partly want it. I think it'd be a good story. Um, McKinnon, best player for the Avs. He's a big Crosby uh, fan and friend. Um, they're both from the same city, so um, that'd be fun to see that matchup. Crosby on his way out, McKinnon on his way in to take over the league. Um, so I think that'd be interesting. I, Vegas could make a run, too. I, like I said earlier, it's hard. I, I If I had to pick right now, I'm going to say Avalanche win it. What, I was just going to say, what is now, like you said, with, with Sid, it's hard to believe that you're, you're talking about his way out, even though he's got a few years left, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's hard to believe that he's been in the league that long. What is the general consensus on on him? Is he a beloved hockey player, or is he kind of like people just really don't like him? So, yeah, I mean, he was hated on early in his career. I think everybody, especially us being from Detroit, we know we didn't like him at all. We played him oh, yeah. um, early on in his career, played him in the playoffs quite a bit, uh, beat him and lost to him. So it's, we've been on both sides of that. Um, I think a lot, It's he's becoming more respected. I don't know if you could, you could kind of compare it to LeBron. I mean, it just happens over time. People just tend to shed their hate for respect and they may not like you, but I think yes, people sir. are. Yeah, they're accepting the the fact that he has a ridiculous amount of accolades and he's done everything you can do in the sport of hockey. He still has his haters out there. I mean, you see him on Twitter and Facebook, though. They'll say Sydney is still a crybaby and, you know, he's, he's a product of the Penguins, yada, yada, yada. But I think, you know, a lot of it's turned into respect. And I it has for me. I hated him, obviously, and early on in my as I was growing up as a Red Wings fan. hated Sydney Cross. We couldn't stand him. Turned, I respect him now. I still never root for him, but I respect him for what he's done. So what would you say on behalf of your, your partner at Puck Buck Pass? What are his feelings on Sidney Crosby? He loves Sidney Crosby. He would crawl into better Sidney Crosby, I think, if he if he had the chance. I He obviously thinks that he's the best player of all time, thinks he's better than Wayne Kretzky. Um, go over to Puck Buck Pass. You could probably pick on any episode, and he's probably mentioned it once in there. Um, yeah, he, he's uh, he's pretty infatuated with 87. Uh, you know, I was going to – kind of take it out to a, a quick round table, but, but I think we should just end it there. That way we know where to come in and, and cut uh, a nice little snippet <laughs> of the episode uh, on, on behalf of uh, KJ's love for uh, the old Crosby, you know, which, which how old is Crosby now? He, 
33? 32 or 33? I say 33. So, so yes, yeah, so there's definitely a, a, a bromance, I'm sure. Uh, a little competition between uh, KJ <laughs> and uh, KJ's wife. So, but but yes, we'll uh, we'll end it there. I'm glad we got a little talk, uh, a little hockey talk in. We'll definitely have to bring KJ back on so he can, uh, you know, uh, rebuttal. Although I'm sure there's no rebuttal to that. So, just more of an an agreement. But uh, but yeah, that that that's all I really got. Um, I know we we plug puck puck pass. Obviously, uh, a big uh, contributors to Belly Up Sports. Zach's a big part of that, and KJ. We talk about them, but uh, in general. Uh, you know, thanks for thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, I don't even know what episode we're on, and I know we're on season two, but it doesn't matter. But but regardless, uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, on behalf of myself, Mike, as well as uh, Zach Mack over here from Puck Puck Pass, uh, thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Deuces.